audio. Hey, everybody. It's Whiskey at Work with Rob and Mark, and today reviewing with us Gabe Aldridge. Hello. Our Japanese whiskey expert, right? Uh, I mean, you have to be. You're the only, you're the only one I know. Well, you're, you may not be the <laughs> Japanese, is the Japanese whiskey expert, but he's our. He's our Japanese, Japanese whiskey, whiskey expert. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. we want to, uh, I want, I'm glad you're here because we want to review some of these Japanese whiskeys that we've had sitting around the, the building mm. that Rob and I have just been too scared to really crack open and try. So. I don't think scared is the word. Yeah, I do. Because waiting for the right time. Waiting, waiting for the right Gabe. This is called. I'm assuming. Uh, how, how would you pronounce it, Gabe? Um, would you pronounce it? So how does this? How does the city pronounce its name? I would. If I was in Japan, I would probably say Fuk. Okay. It's Fukuoka. Okay. That's the city. Um, then that's what we're going to go but with. But being an American. <laughs> well, we know why this is appealing because it's spelled F-U-K. Yes. That's the label of this Japanese whiskey. Now you did a little research because you're up here to do a different podcast with us and we're like no let's throw you into this yeah, one right now they like to keep me on my toes <laughs> so what do you what do you know about this and and explain the 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 single grain aspects of japanese whiskey a little funny enough i actually have seen this around even when i was in japan i had heard about it i have never seen one before or tried it before so thank you yeah absolutely um so this is they don't call it a japanese whiskey on the bottle they call it a whiskey single grain and basically what that means is it is whiskey but it feeds it meets the single grain definition so meaning from one distillery uh any grain so in general a single grain could be rice wheat rye corn it could be whatever um in this case this is distilled from barley so it meets all the qualifications to be a Japanese whiskey. It's uh, aged in oak. It's made in Japan. It's distilled in Japan. It's bottled in Japan. Um, it uses barley, which is a malt that is common with Japanese whiskey that is allowed to be used even under the new regulations that they came out with. However, what makes this not uh, in my book and in, in the JSMA's uh, regulation, not a Japanese whiskey is the way they malt it or distill it. So this uses the kojification process, and there's the koji process and the malting process. For whiskey as we know it in the U.S., and whiskey as that should uh, be defined in this way in Japan, it uses the malting process, so it malts the grain. Mm -hmm. They use koji, which is basically a, a black rice-type mold. Um, mm. Good, that good. <laughs> interacts with the grain. There's a more scientific sure. way to describe that, but that's that's but for how our simple brains it. that works, okay. right? Um, and it does uh, provide a pretty unique characteristic. So in Japan, this would be almost more of a shochu. Shochu is a is a Japanese spirit that uses koji and can be uh, made using rice and barley. So in this case, this would be a barley shochu. Um, and I would say even looking at this. It came out it, looking like almost like water. Yeah, I mean it is. It's light. Yeah, um, and for shochu, it can only be so dark. Okay. Um, really, this is probably the darkest shochu can be. Um, and they actually have a legally binding term or definition into that. Like, there's a certain amber color that it can be. That it looks like it looks scale. like lake water. 
<laughs> yeah, what lake have you been in? I don't know. It just looks a little like I mean, it's normal water. A nice, clear, clean lake, maybe. No, no, it kind of no looks like water how you like that. Kind of looks like how you drink whiskey. So you put a, a drop of whiskey and then fill it with water, right? Mark? That's, that's how. Yeah. That's how I would do it. That's sure, how, that's how you do it. <laughs> I was just thinking it looked kind of like a, a like a Pinot Grigio wine. Oh, sure. You know, there we go. Which yeah, I like a white Mark wine. Doesn't know what it means, no, but I know what white wine is. Though, is not a Pinot Grigio would be white. Yeah. Okay, so I'm not. It's a super totally light. wine stupid. Um. All right. So, Gabe, it's when you're smelling this, stupid. then what are you getting? Uh, what are you getting on the nose on this one? Um. So I do think it's pretty sweet on the nose, and I would also say this is very similar to a lot of shochu I've had. Um, shochu, depending on what area or region in Japan, in Japan you get it from, uh, can be very very sweet or very very funky. Um, and on the nose, this is very sweet. Yeah, and I don't light. get I don't get funk in this no, at all. No. Okay. Sweet. Um, there's a. It almost smells like a corn sweetness. There's no corn in it, but it reminds me of a very very young bourbon or some new make that you could possibly get. Boy, that's it's um, almost like a grain neutral spirit, like a Seagram Seven kind of sweet. And it almost feels like it has complex. a fizz to it to me. Mm, I think it's sweet, <laughs> and that's about it. It's very lackluster to me. Um, yeah, it's, not it's much. Not, yeah, it's not super flavorful. I mean, you're not getting a lot. I thought right when it hit my tongue, I got that sweetness right away. And then after I swallowed it, it was like I took a drink of water. So, I mean, and again, this is more this is more like a shochu. Like if I was a big shochu guy, I might reach for this. But it, when you cross into the whiskey category, I don't think. I don't, I don't know when I would reach for this. Well, so let's say somebody um, came up to you and was asking for a place to start with Japanese whiskey. Where would you put this in that? Again, you're saying that's really not, you're not putting it in a whiskey category to begin with. Yeah, no, I, I would almost, again, I would more put this in the shochu category because of how it's made. They use barley for it. It tastes like a shochu to me. Um, and I wish, I, so they have shochu and then they have, in Okinawa, they have a certain kind of shochu that is called Aramori. And this is more similar to that. But yeah, it's very sweet, young, very grainy. I get a lot of the kind of the grain mm -hmm. notes in there. But I, I would struggle with this one. Okay. I would struggle on where I would put this and when I would tell someone to try it. Because even how, like, how much, what's the price point on it? Uh, it was around 65, I believe is what it was. Yeah, that's I, I pretty mean, high. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I think once you cross the $65 mark or the 60 mark, you're looking at, um, I mean, you're looking at things like Nika coffee grain, mm -hmm. yeah. um, which I would put way ahead of this. I think the legitimate Japanese single malts, uh, Yoichi and Migikyo from Nika are around 85 to 90. So a little bit more. Um, and I would, I would start with those. I don't know. I don't okay. know where I would put this. All right. No, that's good. I mean, I, I want, you know, an honest opinion uh, specifically on Japanese whiskeys from you because you you do kind of specialize in these, really. Uh, and so getting, you know, your take on it and what you think can maybe steer people in the right direction. Well, I, I mean, you got your start on whiskey in Japan, right? I mean, that's, yeah. that's kind of why yeah. it's so close to your heart. Right. Yeah, Japanese whiskey is what got me into whiskey. Um, and, I, and I do want to say for people out there who might be interested in Japanese whiskey. Traditionally, Japanese whiskey is fairly young. Um, like, for example, there's a company called Mars, and they make a... Snickers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Same thing. Uh, they make a whiskey called... Um, oh, I'm going to butcher this, but it's like Kam, Kamkatake, or Kam, Kamtake. I can't pronounce it. Sure. I'll have to bring in a bottle sometime and okay. I'll show you guys. But anyway, 
they had a 2020 edition they released in 2020, and it is only three to four years old, and it is so good. (laughs) (laughs) Like, there is so much flavor and breath of complexity in what you get, and it's sweet, and it's a little smoky, and there's, there's all kinds of stuff there. Okay. So Japanese whiskey is capable of having some amazing flavors at a very young age. Um, I mean, you look at, there's uh, Ichiro's and Chuchibu whiskeys. Those are pretty young, and they go for five, $600 right now. Wow. And they're Oof. four to five years old, um, but they are amazing All in right. flavor. So, yeah, when I see things like this, I, I struggle with it. Okay. Because um, I know it's, at the three-year mark, they are capable of a lot, and I just, I don't think this is, this is hitting that for me. Well, what do you think of it, Rob? I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, you know, I'm certainly not a Scotch guy or, or really even a Japanese guy, but I I, it was easy to drink. That's it's, my that's kind light. of my There's, take on it, it too. I mean, if you're looking for the complexity of a 20 year old Scotch, you're not going to get it. No, not or, even, or close. even a four year old bourbon. But it's super light, super easy to drink. No, but 65 bucks is a little uh, steep. Well, for, yeah, probably. I yeah. mean, you put it this way, like this, or I mean, I think Four Roses the standard yellow label is better than that. And that's a seventeen twenty dollars yeah, right. bottle. <laughs> if I have to put a swallowable label on this, certainly. Chokeable. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That was I'll mean. Say, that I'll, was harsh. No, that, that's. I, I want your honesty, and I appreciate that, Gabe. Uh, I'd say it's swallowable too for me. Oh, least. absolutely. All right. Well, thanks, Gabe. This is uh, Fook whiskey, single grain. Mm. I don't think you can find it in Rapid City. Uh, we picked this up at a at a at a liquor store in Cheyenne, in Wyoming. <laughs> Finding this just makes that hilarious to me for some odd reason. Anyway, thanks so much for listening to this edition of Whiskey at Work. Thank you for listening to this episode of Whiskey at Work. I am the producer and host, Mark Houston, along with Rob Henry. Our shows are engineered by Chris Jaquist, and the video and audio editing is done by our own Russ Haddon. If you like what you hear, we would love a five-star review wherever you rate your podcast, and leave us a comment as well. It's Whiskey at Work on the Home Slice Audio Network. Whiskey at Work.